0: Hey, Chris Manning here from the Locked On Cavs podcast. Coming up on today's show, Evan and I are going to preview free agency. We are going to talk about Jared Allen's market. We're going to talk about what the Cavs might do, and we are going to talk about Ricky Rubio versus the field. That's all coming up today on Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and available if you're interested in video form over at WKYC once a week. Cavs need a three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. He knocks it down. Ground. Here goes Acoro to the bucket and oh my! Acoro throws it down. Ten seconds to go. Here comes Colin Sexton. Sexton chased by Hill. Off to
1: Stevens. Oh my!
0: 45 ticks to go. That shot is yes. blocked by Nance. Get that big stuff out of here. Prince knocks down that Harden pass. Garland's there. Garland upstairs. To <laughs> oh, look out.
1: There you go. That's called team ball right there.
0: Evan, how are you, buddy? On this Sunday when we're recording, about 24 hours before free agency, "Quote unquote" kicks off, although everyone knows that free agency has already kind of begun already. But uh, how are you, my friend?
1: Yeah, it's pre-agency season. It's a lot of stuff that's been speculated on. Or, it's happening.
0: You know, wink, wink. Negotiating. Wink, wink.
1: Something like that. Um,
0: do you, can I ask you something before we dive into this? Do you does it like? Do you just wish they would just like, like other sports, sort of have more. Uh, like the 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 idea, the sort of unspoken truth that like stuff is just negotiated all the time is just sort of like accepted more readily in other sports. Does it bother you that the NBA is kind of like acts like, you know, this isn't like an actual thing that we're actually
1: discussing all the time? It's a little. I would not say it bothers me. I don't think I lose sleep over this. Or I'm like seating oh, yes. age and tweet through my feelings in a four hundred tweet thread or something like that. No. <laughs>
0: loading on your burners.
1: Yeah, I don't have any. I just have the locked on Cavs account to educate the masses with but um it doesn't bother me i think it's just annoying that the nba thinks they have some like moral authority and high ground like they do with all these other things that we find that's just a bunch of bs so it's just annoying i guess but it does like it doesn't bother me because like you said every sport does it um the nba likes to pretend it's not a problem be like let's be frank lebron d wade and chris bosh collaborated at the olympics to figure out they're going to team up in miami together um LeBron openly. LeBron and AD met with Russell Westbrook, and Russell Westbrook asked for a trade to the Lakers. Paul George told the Clippers you need to. Or sorry, Kawhi Leonard told the Clippers you need to trade for Paul George, and I'll sign there. Like it happens. I just don't get why the NBA just kind of. Um. I don't get why like they it doesn't exist. It does, and I think you just got to kind of come to terms with it. But I guess penalizing teams works too yeah i i just let
0: it ride like it's very like the the, the transfer rumor season and like soccer is just like absolute bananas um it happens all the time like this is going on all the time anyway um i i don't like talking about it all the time because like i'm not a the transaction is better than the sport person i think that's like kind of weird if that's like your your take frankly but um i just sort of like whatever it is what it is it's happening like guys are talking about this like it's it gets talked about in ways like sort of coded and when it gets like leaked out through like Woj or whatever, but it's just like it is what it is. But Evan, I'm going to let you pick. So we have three topics today. Number one, mm-hmm. Ricky Rubio versus the field in terms of a free agency point guard market. Number two, the Cavs overall free agency outlook as we kind of actually hit open free agency. And number three, the the current state of the market for Jared Allen. Where do you want to start? I'm going to let you pick. We're gonna, you're going to pick our, sequ- our sequential order here today.
1: Let's talk about Jared Allen, okay. because that market's drying up pretty fast. You and I have started to agree on, and I'm intrigued to see what happens. But I've been kind of given the vibe that when free agency does start today, because this is Monday's episode, um, do not be surprised if, like, the Cavs or Woes or Shams announces um, a Jared Allen extension with Cleveland, like, almost immediately after free agency starts.
0: Yes, I would be pretty surprised if he's not agreed to a contract right after six PM on Monday night.
1: Yeah. It's maybe like six oh two. Five fifty nine. Five fifty nine? You really think it'll be a minute early?
0: Well there's always like one or two things that like leak out a little early and it's like nebulous whether like Wojt tweeted it at like six or you know what I mean? Like there's always like one of those things that kinda leaks through like just a little bit early. But I, I think you're gonna get it like one of the first moves of free agency is Jared Allen re-signing on a, on a multi-year contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't know the number. It's sort of like the drama here. I don't really have a gauge on like how much the, the money is really going to be. Um, I tend to think it's a four-year contract. That's sort of what my gut is telling me.
1: Yeah, I don't think it'll be a five-year deal. I've heard it's a four-year. At least from what I've heard, it's going to be a four-year deal. Maybe it'll be like a three-plus-one situation because – Jarrett's 22. I think he might be turning 23 soon after the season starts or around that time.
0: I, mm, he might be 23 now. I will check.
1: Okay. But well, either way, just look at it this way. He'll be in his mid-20s or right after his mid-20s. Why wouldn't you want to have one more potential payday before you enter your 30s and possibly your true prime, which is so weird to think because he's been in the league for so many years now. But it's a smart financial move on his side. It could be like a player option that one-year deal because if anything were to happen like Serge Ibaka is a good example where he has a player option of the Clippers if he was healthy he could probably go into free agency. I'm him talking Ibaka right now but because he had back surgery he can pick up his night he picked up his 9.7 million dollar player option so he'll tactically be with the Clippers next year I don't know if the Clippers will trade him because he's so close with Kawhi but we'll see what happens there but um I just think that's the right move on Jarrett's part. I don't think a five year max is. I mean, hey, get that bag. If you're able to get a five year max extension, go for it. But at the same time, I don't think realistically, if I were Jarrett, and I don't think the Cavs will do it either because you don't want to tie up all that money in a big man either. um, I think you go for a four year deal. Maybe like 20 million, like four years, 88 million is like the hot, maybe like around there or something like that.
0: Yeah. So, and and I think the other thing we're seeing is like there's this reported uh, framework where like Goran Dragic got his team option picked up. He maybe flipped to Toronto as part of the Kyle Kyle Lowry signing trade. Um, I think there's a there's a situation there where like that's just eating up the money they could throw at him. And if you look at the teams right now that are that have projected cap space, so the Knicks don't really have a needed center. The Spurs, I don't really think that's a destination. The Mavs have other needs they have to figure out, so like they
1: Charlotte drafted Kai Jones and yeah, and like the they only play. have and
0: they only have sixteen in projected cap space. So like the, mm-hmm. like the teams that theoretically have the money are not teams that I think like make sense for them. Like the Memphis doesn't have a need for Jared Allen. The Thunder like I don't think appeal to Jared Allen. Nor do they have. Are they in a position to, to like really like want to like. Like, yeah, like they, like, what's the point for them? Um, I think I, I'm actually pretty down on what the Thunder are doing a lot of ways, but
1: mm-hmm. I just
0: look at this the these teams that are going to actually have theoretical money, and it's just like Toronto was the one that was sort of like the stalking horse that could offer him 20, could uh offer him like a really, really good organization, a really good uh player development situation. And they could be taking themselves out of this if this if this Lowry thing goes down and they do something like that, right? So, like, that's where we're at with this. I I think it's just we got to see what the figure is. I I think mm-hmm. as long as you don't – I think 20 is about, like, feels right.
1: Would you say 22, though? Would you say that's the highest you could, like, 22.3 maybe? Would
0: you do, like – I think 20 is, like – I think 22 is fine-ish. I think 2020 is more reasonable. 23, if you could do, like, 23 and decline it, which I don't think Mm -hmm. is going to be the structure, but is a Cavs thing they like to try and do for for kind of obvious reasons. Um, And just so I'm not being a prick. Like, the reasons are, like, you pay a little guy more up front, and then when you have other extensions coming up, so, like, Darius Garland a theoretical con section one, a core whatever, like, as those guys get more expensive where you need to create more um, flexibility around your core, like, that declining contract allows this guy to still get their money but then, like, also make a, like, open up a little flexibility a little later on when other guys are going to come up paid or whatever. So, yeah I, I tend to think 20, 20 to 22 is fine. I think, I, I, I'm not going to be, like, I'm not going to, like, be writing this off if it's, like, Twenty-two. Like, I think if you go above that, that's where I am a little like. Did you really need to, like, did you overplay your hand if you are Cleveland? And like, I am. I am think. Jared Allen should get as much money as he can. Like, if they offer him a max, he should take the max and like not even think about it. But like, if you are Cleveland, I think like twenty-two above twenty-two is where I am a little like. Even up up twenty is like where I'd be most comfortable if you are paying like, in the above eighteen, above nineteen.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, I think you are right, and.
0: It's just like a. It's just like a lot of. It's just like a, lot, a lot of lot money. Of money. It's,
1: it's a lot of money. I mean, let's be honest here. The Cavs are also pulling themselves pretty much out of the free agency race after that, unless they offer some player like a mid-level exemption or something like that. But
0: well, and Evan, this is just this is the thing I want to. we well, actually, let's take a break. I have a. I want to put a pin in this because I have a Kevin Love thing I want to just like uncork. Okay. Uh, <laughs> to set oh, up for our free agency. Well, actually, I'm gonna ask you. Do you want to go into Ricky Rubio or do you want to go into free agency preview next?
1: uh let's talk about rubio and we can use that as a launching point to talk and use this jared conversation as well as a launching point and just for you to see in general
0: beautiful okay but first i want to tell everyone about our friends at bill bar Built bar as you know is the best tasting protein bar on the market right now you have so many great flavors over bill bar coconut strawberry cookies and cream cherry barcia they're great. I'm going to Summer League in a week, and I'm bringing some Bill Bars because I want a healthy protein snack that I can eat on the go. I got to make sure I keep them from melting in that hot, hot heat out there. But, like, I'm going to have them on hand. I'm going to be, be stocked up on my Bilt Bars. Evan, is your favorite still the cookies and cream?
1: It's up there, but the grasshopper's pretty good, too. That's
0: darn right. If you haven't tried all the flavors, also try a mixed box. you get two of each of the nine flavors. Check out the macros. 17 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Order today and get that coconut, that grasshopper cookie when it's in stock, that strawberry, or whatever it is you like. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to built.com and use promo code heloct 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, Evan, let's talk a little bit more uh, about Ricky Rubio. We talked about him um, after the draft. That was our kind of reaction to the trade. I, th- I think very clearly, well, I do think the Cavs will have some interest in reaching out to the Caruso's, the Brent Forbes. Mm-hmm. the campaigns like that. Like I'm not saying explicitly those guys, but that class guys. I think that the Rubio of it all likely kicks you out of those markets. You're yeah. paying Ricky Rubio more than you're paying Torian Prince. You have other needs on your roster. You have a, you have big wing needs on your roster, especially if you want to improve like throwing and depending on who you might be able to get. Like, I, I think like the money that might go like for an Emily to like Caruso, unless you're going to make some other change in your guard rotation, which like, eh, I doubt. Yeah, I doubt. I don't think that's coming right now. Mm-mm. I would be surprised. I don't either. And yeah, I would ca- be too. You people can kind of figure who we're talking about. Um, I-, I just think the Rubio thing is taking you out of that market. But I want to ask you this. Is that, do you like that calculus? Like, like, okay, we're going to trade for Rubio. We're going to, get ahead of this, and we're not even going to try and and wait our way into that market um, and, and do it that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, last year, they really needed a backup center to play behind Andre Drummond after Tristan Thompson left in free agency. And they did a similar approach when they traded—well, this is a little bit of a way smarter trade, in my opinion, because they traded Jordan Bell, which, you know, RIP to that interview where he was with a bunch of dogs, and Alphonso McKinney to the Lakers for Jamal McGee because the Lakers Cham- had to cut—
0: Championship experience. And now Alphonso McKinney yeah. is one of, like, three players signed to the Lakers.
1: Yep, and, you know, we'll never apologize for 48 minutes of elite center play. He said it. He said it again— but um, just in a different way. It just I, I texted you when it happened. But, um, yeah, the Cavs took a similar approach where it seems like, okay, this market's kind of barren, um, at least financially, if you sign Jared Allen to an extension and all signs indicate that they will. You have these certain options to sign a player, but they're limited. And you look at the current construction of the roster, you have a couple pieces to work with on expiring deals, and essentially they swapped in expiring for more expensive expiring from Tory and Prince to Ricky Rubio, but I just think compared to what maybe they're able to sign financially, because they weren't going to get Lonzo Ball, they weren't going to get Kyle Lowry, um, I know Alex Caruso is an option and still is for them, and we'll talk about that in the next segment a bit more. we can talk about it now, it doesn't matter, but the Cavs weren't going to be big players because the Jared Allen extension was going to eat up most of, if not all, their cap space, so... It's a similar approach with McGee the Cavs are kind of at right at the line last year because they had Drummond's hefty deal on their books they have Kevin Love still on their books they were paying a lot of pieces and then they're like okay let's take these non-guaranteed contracts and go get a proper backup center and JaVale McGee is really good for the Cavs and like his limited minutes and stuff and I think they're going to get the similar results with Ricky Rubio because let's be honest yeah, Torian Prince is something the Cavs do need a lot of, which is a wing player that plays defense and can hit threes every now and then, but Torian Prince also cannot reliably stay healthy. Now, the same can't be said for Rookie Rubio. He did play a decent amount of games for Minnesota last year, but he's kind of on the decline on his just his overall, people think he's kind of washed, but I think that's a little bit of unrealistic expectations. But if you expect him to play... 20 to 25 minutes a night as your backup one or in tandem with Darius Garland or in tandem with Colin. He will play with Colin Saxon at that bench unit because...
0: He has to if if this is going to be worth it. Like He kind of has to.
1: Because, let's be honest, um, people are going to get pissed, but when Darius went to the bench and Colin was leading the bench unit as the point guard, some of those offensive sets and some of those offensive moments were brutal because ball movement kind of died. And let's also just flip this again. Matthew De is now with Melbourne United. Dante Axon was traded for part of the Jared Allen James Harden trade. The Cavs need a veteran point guard on the floor with Colin, or at least and Darius too, because they're young and they're inexperienced. And when things go sideways, you need somebody to level things out. So Kobe went out and got one of the better, if not, he's, I mean, like Ricky Rubio is such a good passer and mover of the ball and, olympic fans you can watch him take on team usa tuesday at 12:40 a.m so if you want to stay up and watch that be my guest but ruby has been playing well in the olympics and there's not a lot of stock to take from that but he plays defense he's on ball he's a pest and he moves the rock super well and yeah just like long story short i think this is a smart move it's similar to what they did with JaVale mcgee where they look at the market they realize okay we don't have the financial means to sign the uh, an ideal player for us so let's crack an egg and make a trade so we'll flipping expiring for an expiring. This is a Kobe Altman special where he upgrades by making a smart trade, and I think it was a good move for the Cavs.
0: Yeah, I I, th- I talked to an analytics person from another team um, about this. I was texting with them and kind of talking through this, and one of the things that they had said was, like, maybe this is better in theory than in practice, right? Like, Rubio mm-hmm. isn't a floor spacer. He's got to be better uh, than the, no. dis- the disaster season he had in, uh, you know, he had with... Minnesota last year, like everything about that just turned up badly. But like he's got to be better than that. And but is he like gonna, you know, does he just does, does, if you're playing with Sexton, like is Sexton can you use him better off ball? Can he can the offense be used in a way that he can come from ball if he plays with Garland? Can is how does Garland off ball? I don't know how much we've seen of Garland really being uh dynamic or pushed to be dynamic off ball. Um. You're gonna have tight spacing, like you know, spacing. Maybe sometimes can be over fetishized, but like things are. The Cavs are gonna have some spacing issues to figure out. It like shooting just kind of remains like such a big glaring need for this roster. Um, like is his defense like exactly that at its apex? Probably not, right? But like. I think it's a worthwhile gamble because I just also, I mean, we don't know how they, they would know better than us, but am I reading on this is that like they won, I think they sort of wondered if they were going to get any of the guys they were interested in. So like McConnell and yeah. Caruso kind of being the two obvious ones, I don't really know if the Cavs were going to have the ability to um, get those guys. And I think like they were going to yep. try, I think they hoped to, to get in the room with them and maybe get, get lucky and have it work out their way. But like, I, I don't tend to think that they, if you do this, I tend to think that you've read the tea leaves, you've done your homework, you've worked, you've done the the back the the pre frequency sort of discussions that you need to do, and your conclusion was that we're not gonna get one of these guys and this is the this is a position of we need, we're gonna go out and just fix it right now. And I, I don't think that if the, that is the, the generous positive reading of it, right? Like mm-hmm. um I, I would tend to think that this is what this is clearly what they felt was the need and this was the only way they're really gonna solve it.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on on that one. I know Ricky's shooting numbers were brutal last year. Like he shot 38.8% from the floor and 30.8% from three on three attempts a night. Do you think that's more of a product of his Minnesota being bad last year? Or do you think Ricky's really starting to fall off a cliff? Because he is, I mean, he had a really good season the year before with Phoenix, where he averaged 13 points, exactly 8 point assists and 1.4 steals. And then, and that's in 31 minutes a night, and he shot 41.5% from the floor and almost 37% from three. Like, do you think he's trending downwards, or do you think it was more just a product of Minnesota being bad?
0: It's probably both, right? Like, it I'd has to be so. both. Yeah. Like, weirdier, I just, weird year, smaller point guard. Yep. Bad team.
1: Yep, 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 yep. And it's just a lot of weird stuff, too. Because, like, they ran out Rubio, D'Angelo, Russell, and Anthony Edwards a lot together. And then, obviously, Cat was playing with them, too. But I don't know. I, like, I know he was solid for Utah for a few years. He was, I thought he was pretty good for Phoenix. And then they upgraded and get Chris Paul. So <laughs> kudos yeah. to them. Uh, and, this um,
0: is, this, as you know, as you kind of alluded to, this, this is his fourth team in four years.
1: Yeah. But people are, like, acting like that's, like, a huge indictment. Um, I, I don't think so. Like, I just, it's an expiring contract. He was going to get moved no matter what. The reason Phoenix moved on from him was because of Chris Paul. The reason Utah moved on from him is because Mike Conley became available. Like, there's things in place that are why teams moved on from Ricky Rubio. It's not really an indictment of him as a player because I think he's a fine player. I mean, and people are like, getting off my shit the other day because... Um, I said he can shoot the ball. Like, folks, let's be honest here. You're upgrading on Matthew Della because this is your backup point you're upgrading, and Ricky Rubio is such a huge upgrade over Matthew Della Vadova.
0: the facts. All right, Evan, uh, let's take another break. We're going to get to my Kevin Love point that I have after this, and I'm going to throw a name out out at you Mm. that just uh, didn't get the qualifying offer extended to them because partially because of the situation. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to throw that name at you, and we're going to talk through it. But Evan, you got to tell everyone about our friends at Bet Online.
1: Well, I'd love to hear about your Kevin Love point, but yes, let me tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. And also, football's right around the corner, folks. The Browns are taking on Urban Myers and the Jags soon. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit, but only if you use the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, You're online sportsbook experts and the exclusive betting partner of the Locked On podcast network. All
0: right, Evan, we're back. Uh, do, where do you, do you want me to do the Kevin Love thing first, or do you want me to do the the, the TBD name first?
1: Let's do the TBD name because I have not been really checking my phone. I haven't been on Twitter during this. I mean, I looked at Rubio's stats, but we're just vibing, talking about pre-free agency. We're we're preying over here, folks. So give me the name.
0: Okay, so th- uh, this is from uh, the Sports Illustrated reports that Malik Monk is not going to have his qualifying offer extended. Now, now, Malik Monk, you know, twenty-two kind of uh you know kind of a gunner a little bit kind of a, a go kind of a con- there's probably some severe account sex and overlap there
1: i was gonna say <laughs>
0: but uh shot 40 percent from three last year any interest
1: i mean sure like you said he is 23 years old so he fits into cleveland's timeline it's kind of surprising he's the former 11th overall pick in 2017 so eh. i know things didn't really work out for him in charlotte charlotte's also just a little bit of a weird team in general but like you said he shot 40 percent from three last year um a lot of colin sexton vibes. so 11 points two assists 2.4 rebounds per game um could be a bench score in theory that like gets minutes, and he doesn't really possess the size to, like, switch between the three, so he'd be just strictly a two, I guess, and play a little bit of one as well, maybe, if you want to put, I don't know, it's basketball's positionless, but, like, yeah, he makes sense next to, like, Rubio or Garland or something, but there is some overlap with Colin, and let's say the Cavs, theoretically, do extend Colin Sexton, do you really want to have Malik Monk on your payroll as well, or would you rather use those funds for something else? Yeah.
0: Okay, so, free agency. I think the Cavs. It's going to be kind of quiet. It's just I just think the structure of their contract is going to be. Um, yep. I think the Kevin. I think the Allen thing gets done. Um, I guess I didn't even realize this until recently that like Isaiah Hartenstein can be extended a qualifying offer even though he declines player option, so like uh-huh. he can be an RFA. Um, that's a Sunday decision. Um, that probably should. We're recording this. It's probably going to come out while we're recording if they're going to do that or not.
1: So, like, I think they have till 5 p.m. on Sunday to decide we yeah. have two minutes uh, until 5. Uh, Evan, I'm so. going gonna, gonna
0: to do a little texting while we're talking here. But like they don't have a lot of money, and it's really the MLE.
1: Yep, they have the MLE, um, maybe the Vet Min as well. It's the full mid-level exception for the Cavs because they're under the luxury tax threshold. Um, I want to hear Kevin Love take in a minute, but I am going to throw a name out there for you that – listeners of the show probably won't be surprised about but for the aggregators out there um Josh Hart could be an option for the Cavs and free agency um Josh Hart isn't happy in New Orleans and he's super tight with Larry and I think Larry's trying to do his due diligence and re- recruit some players to play in Cleveland I know he's trying really hard to recruit Caruso as well but I think the Rubio trade kind of changes the calculus on that a little bit I mean in theory if you still bring caruso to cleveland he can he has the size to play the two and he provides tertiary playmaking and some shooting and defense so caruso wouldn't still be a bad get for cleveland if he did come here but larry's talking to some of his buddies from los angeles trying to get them to come out here and play play ball with them and him and the boys so chris how would you feel about the josh hart signing if he were to come to cleveland or how would you feel about josh hart in general coming to cleveland
0: i, I think it makes a lot of sense like can start for you if you need him to, could come off the bench if you need him to. I understand like 35-ish percent from three isn't like blistering, but like that's solid. Like that's like about league average. Like I can can work with that, right? Like um, I I don't hate that at all. I think Josh Hart would be like kind of the right kind of signing. Because I don't really know if they can afford McDermott. Reggie Bullock is probably going back to the Knicks from my understanding. They have his early bird rights. They have cap space, et cetera. They better team than Cleveland, et cetera. Um.
1: Yeah. So. Hmm. I really also don't. Well, no. I also
0: don't. The cat. They're not doing the qualifying for Isaiah. Let's just put it that way. Um.
1: Yeah. Oh, you got it. You got it confirmed. Yes. Um. Did Fedor confirm it, or did no, you? No. Evan, we're it? blocked. I. I don't pay attention. I don't know. Maybe you have burners in the weeds. No, I, I don't
0: even... You handle our... Um, yeah, you handle our other thing. The the other kind. I don't really the go into there very much. Yes. But hmm, I, I even think, like... I tend to think there's just going to be, like, very little here. And I just want to see what wing option they end up with. It's sort of, like, I think the curiosity here. Like, is it... Hart, can they, like, are they willing to tie up money for Hart, because he's an RFA? Um, is it... Do they make a run of Bullock? Do they, like, explore trades? Like, I like I don't know. Like, do they make a play for Ingles? Do they make a play for, like, I guess, like, Terrence Ross or Kyle Anderson or, or something like that? Like, there's stuff out there, right?
1: Mhm. Yeah, there's, there's stuff out there. There's... Like, the Cavs aren't going to be major players for maybe the first day, two, or three of free agency. Um they'll be making some small moves to kind of round out this roster. I think they know they need that shooting and wing depth just to kind of complement some of the players on here. Um they could obviously go for a reclamation, for like a young reclamation project too, maybe sign them to like a very, very cheap deal or something that's not super duper competitive like if they want to flip them they can or anything like that but i don't think the Cavs are going to be big swingers i just think the jared allen extension is going to come swift it's going to come quick because the Cavs do not want him to get into free agency from what i've heard they want to lock him up asap so they don't have to worry about trying to compete with other teams because jared allen is i mean yeah the raptors really want to sign him um I think he'd be really good in Toronto, honestly, but I know Cleveland is aware of this, and I know Toronto's kind of rebuilding and retooling, so they don't really want him to explore that avenue.
0: So, yeah. Um, here's my Kevin Love point. Yeah, let me hear it. The cost of the Kevin Love extension, and, like, the real... Like, there's the financial cost, but the cost that you cost yourself is, like, at a time where you might want to add other stuff. And he's... I mean, obviously, I don't think they I don't think they hoped that he was going to provide them nothing the whole time he's been on this contract, right? But you look at this. Like, if you didn't have the Kevin Love albatross on your books, the financial albatross that is his contract on your books, some of this stuff that we're, we've talked about, McDermott, um, Block, like... You know, if you wanted to do Caruso and something else, if you wanted to like pony up for an extension on one of your homegrown guys now, i.e. Colin Sexton, like there are financial moves you have where if the Kevin Love thing is off your books, it is just more tenable. And that is like the real problem with the the extension is that like at a moment where you would probably really want some financial flexibility, you you have cost yourself that 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 is my point. I've been thinking about this a lot for the last week and like what a different offseason it would be. If you just don't have that contract, and I, I think everyone would be emotionally happier if you just had broken up. I keep saying this, like I'm like literally just repeating points now, but like the Kevin Love th- costs you just the opportunity. It's an opportunity oh, yeah. cost, right? Like it just it just is, and whether that's like free agency or like taking on a bad contract or something like to help another team save money, like it's harder because you have this massive contract on your books. And that good for Kevin Love's bank account, bad for the Cavs as an organization.
1: Yeah, it's bad for I – mean, keep getting them checks, Kevin. I think it was an overreactionary extension. We could all agree on that at this point. It was like in the wake of LeBron leaving. It was an emotional extension. But I don't know, man. I think with free agency starting tomorrow, by the time maybe we get through the first couple of days of it, would not be surprised to start hearing like chatter and whispers that a buyout's coming for Kevin Love because I think it's just imminent at this point because if you want to read the tea leaves a little bit um, – during the Evan Mobley introduction, Kevin wasn't mentioned once by the Cavs. It was Jarrett. They it talked, was they Isaac. They talked around
0: him. In both in Kobe the two they talked around the idea of Kevin Love.
1: Yeah. Like, they... He avoided... Like, respect, you know, that, that's a tough question to kind of, like, have to answer because, you know, he's the $30 million player on your roster, but you drafted a kid. He's probably going to play the same position as him, and you want him to... You want Evan Mobley to start right away. Um... I mean, in theory, if Kevin Love wasn't making a shit ton of money, he would make a lot of sense next to Evan Mobley if, if he could shoot. I mean he as a shooter he makes sense, but at the same time, it's kinda it's still at the point in our return. I think Kevin's just kinda calmed down a little bit and realized okay, okay I'm throwing these tantrums aren't gonna help me get out of here faster. But I think the team USA thing and not making it and then what Colangelo said was the final nail in the coffin for Kevin. Like his his interest around the league was already pretty low like yeah there's some interest from the from the miami heat um i think it's more so the fact that jimmy butler is a huge colin sexton fan and wants to play with colin and if cleveland is able to take send off kevin love's contract while trading colin sexton that was more so the thought process than we're trading kevin love but to sweeten it we will attach colin sexton it's like no we're getting rid of one of our best young players take this garbage contract with you um I just think Kevin's going to get bought out. I'm curious to see how much money he leaves on the table. I've gotten the impression that if it does get to that, he's $18 million is his starting point, and I think him and the Cavs can either find a middle ground there because, you know, Cleveland's going to counteroffer and say, like, okay, why don't you leave this much money on the table? Because if they do buy him out, I don't know how it would work. Like, is it a reduction on the both? Like, Let's say, like, they so, eat the okay, costs so the next two years.
0: If, well, so I, I'm, if you buy him out, and and he, he, let's it's say a he dead hit. It's, a, it's a dead hit this year. It's just a dead so hit this year.
1: It's a dead hit of thirty one point three million. No,
0: it's what I like he gives back money.
1: Okay, so let's say he gives back eighteen million. Would you just? It's a dead hit of thirteen point three million. Then,
0: yeah, I would. I would rather. I would rather just eat the cost at this point. I don't really want to stretch it anymore.
1: Nope, that's what I'm trying to yeah. ask, though. Yeah. So, like, it would I, be a deadhead of yeah. $13.3 million. Yeah, and then the, yeah, you create,
0: okay. like, a little bit of flexibility. So but, like... If
1: he, however much money he leaves on the table, then, wouldn't that just give the Cavs some more avenues? It gives you, it gives you flexibility.
0: I don't think it necessarily gives you, like, cap room because, like, they're already, they're already like, for a, a bad team, like, pretty, a pretty expensive bad team. And, like, they don't have a lot of cap space. You know? Yeah,
1: thanks, Kevin. <laughs>
0: well... Um, but like the the Allen extension, as you said, like kind of eats up a bunch of your money. But then like if you get rid of the Kevin thing, and then like maybe you you have some stuff to 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 work with. I mean, I'm gonna throw out one other name before we get out of here. That I I, I was looking on I was looking at wings that like can shoot a little bit. It might be cheap. Furkan Con- okay. cork Korkmaz. Uh,
1: yeah, I'd like that one, especially if Jetty Osmond's still here.
0: Yeah, like that's um, like him and Jetty are are friends. Like they're they're not like they're both on the the. Uh, they're both the on British the side national of national team. Well, and they're yeah, they're not like they're not in the the Enis of it all. Which did you see? Enis Kanner yeah. took a photo with John Bolton.
1: I did not. I haven't really. Do you do you no, know I... do
0: you know who when I say John Bolton who I'm referring to?
1: Googling it now. He the human rights activist John Bolton. I wouldn't call him a human rights activist. Well, it's what called him.
0: Well, that's not. Yeah, he he was. Uh, we'll, we'll talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, that, John, that Bolton. John Bolton. Yeah, and I was
1: like, huh, huh, huh. huh.
0: Um. Anyway, well, I I think Korkmaz is like a guy who can like shoot it and has been more consistent as an NBA player than
1: Jetty makes some sense. Yeah, I think just if you I don't know if you marginalize Jetty a little bit too and like.
0: I mean, like narrowed
1: what he asked him to do. And just say, like, hey, if you want to be a shooter, that's fine. But we're not going to ask you to do, like these twenty other things well, too.
0: I think the thing with Cleveland that I think is like a realistic outcome for this is like they get like one sort of like Garrett Temple to me would be like a really good like vet I think to bring in and kind of like be a locker room guy. Um, I think they could use another one of those, but I do think that you're going to be. I think the one of the more likely outcomes here is like. Because you don't have a lot of money to throw around, or whatever, you are hmm. gonna like need to give opportunities in training camp, um, in preseason, in the regular season until you figure out who sticks, and give guys like Dylan Windler a chance to rehabilitate themselves, Jetty, Lamar Stevens, like with especially with Torian Prince gone, like you have these guys in your roster that are there. Jetty's a little more expensive, obviously, and because like, he got an extension. But like, Windler's on his rookie contract, probably playing for his NBA future to some degree. Lamar mm-hmm. is, you know, k- kind of in that Dean Wade like multi-year, but like non-guarantees bubble. Like, you need to throw minutes at those guys and like figure it out and like see who is maybe can can sink or swim a little bit if any of them can. You need to just I think that's a way you're going to try to probably fill minutes that aren't played by Isaac Okoro at the three or played by like you know uh, Larry at the three or whatever. Yeah. I know,
1: it's tricky. It's just it's it's hard. Roster building's hard, man. It really is. Like you have to. Sometimes roster building's. uh, Sometimes it's a science, but sometimes it's more art and science, and a lot of people don't get that. So it's, it's tough. Yes.
0: Evan, any final thoughts? Uh, Again, we're recording this on Sunday. We'll record something on Monday after Fradanti kind of uh, plays out a little bit. Uh, Any any other questions?
1: Oh, for me, for you. Yeah, um, or any other. How, any was, other the, final how was your thoughts? weekend? How was your weekend?
0: Um, it was good. I got to hit some golf balls on Sunday. Uh, there you go. Uh, your hat's on backwards. It's time to fucking party. It's just you know vibing on a Sunday. I did. Uh, Leanne accidentally killed her car battery at Swenson's on Saturday. However, how? I don't. I don't really know. We were just she drove. We were sitting in the car and went to go leave, and her car battery is dead.
1: That sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. She. Triple uh, like A we did they took a while or but or they could also you guys (laughs) can get some help from our sponsor later this rock 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 auto
0: can do like direct delivery to seven hills um that'd be cool but uh yeah it was uh it was interesting and as evan knows i'm also launch i'm working on something behind the scenes that i spent a lot of time on on saturday that i'm very excited about
1: yeah um i've been taking some peeks at it today as i kind of get through the haze of my my Sunday lazy Sunday the Sunday scaries but yeah it's gonna be really cool once Chris gets it rolling and gets it out there
0: uh, and I believe I have a designer lockdown so that's very cool
1: like the artist designer
0: yeah designer you remember designer with the two eyes
1: yeah he's got broads in Atlanta <laughs>
0: he was on an episode of Dave recently oh he was yeah and I was like oh hey it's designer forgot about him yeah. yeah anyway that's gonna be it Did you have a good weekend yeah, you're a, you're an good. homage
1: influencer now on the gram. I am an homage influencer. Use cab or promo code L O to get twenty percent off your order.
0: We'll put that in the show notes. But anyway, thanks everyone for tuning in. Back tomorrow with some free tea reaction. Uh, look out for some lockdown nows and some other stuff. Maybe we'll do a green room sometime this week as well uh, to fill up a pod. And till next time, it's been locked on Cavs. Evan, sent us out.
1: Thank you, everyone, for as always, for listening and watching. If you checked us out on WKYC and you're seeing what the heck we're about, we do this show five days a week. We're going to be scaling back to three days a week in mid-August just because it's our off-season as well, and we deserve some time to rest like Kevin Love and his Achilles. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and Chris and I will do a better job of reading it before the show starts and give you a quick shout-out until we hate the episode for you. But until next time, see you tomorrow. Go Cavs.